0: It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors, Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory.
1: Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. Thank you so much for being with us. With me in the KFT studios, my business partners and friends and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Yeah, we love the Roth IRA.
2: It's a tool, and we are fans of having as many different tools on your tool belt as you can. So we've been thrilled to see the Roth 401k become prevalent in the last five years or so. Now- The interesting thing about that, there is a trap that can impact your Roth 401k when you go to withdraw money in retirement. Most people don't know about it. Even um, as a financial advisor, you might find this a little uh, shocking. So we're going to talk to
1: you about that today and uh, get to some listener questions all right if you have any questions for us especially i mean today's content is going to start a little heady if you have any questions reach out to us you can do so a few different ways call or text 574-222-2000 that's 574-222-2000 Online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can also check out the blog right there, wisemoneyblog.com as well. But you can submit questions right there on the website and catch up on previous episodes. And then all over social media as well. Just search Wise Money Show, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And I'd encourage you, stay engaged with that content and subscribe to it, like it, and share it, all that sort of stuff. So as we come out with further announcements or blog stuff, different content that it's always uh, going directly to you and you can stay on top of it. All right. I'm going to chalk this one up to if you're not doing comprehensive financial planning, even like Kevin said, if you're not working with a financial professional who is always trying to sharpen the saw, you just would never, you would never know about this stuff. I mean, the U.S. tax code is one of the most complicated tax systems in the world. And I have felt that, but I was actually doing some research for this, and the authors stated that. <laughs> the US tax code is one of the most complicated in the world. And it's full of rules and then exceptions, and then exceptions to the exceptions and so on. And I mean, that's why you need a CFP helping you with your financial planning. Well, Matt Hoke on our team, one of our CFPs, I think he's been on the show before. Has he? I believe he has once twice. Maybe we need to get him on here. But uh, he was doing some research helping someone that had a significant amount of money in their Roth 401k and was getting ready to withdraw the money. And he said, well, yeah, we need to double-check something here and came across a tax trap that essentially no one knows about. So let's dive in from there. What is it? How does it work? What's going on? Well, the five-year rule um, for the
2: Roth IRA Uh, It it relates to distributions, and it stipulates that five years must have passed since the tax year of your first Roth IRA contribution before you can withdraw the earnings in the account tax-free. Yeah, I feel
3: like maybe we need to confess our contribution to the misunderstanding, because whenever we talk about Roth IRAs, we always sing the praises of how great this tool is that if you set aside money into a Roth IRA and let it grow for the future, you won't pay tax on the, the gains, which is wonderful. And we often cite the age 59 and a half. If you keep the money in the account until age 59 and a half, you can uh, start taking withdrawals and spend it in retirement, no taxes, no penalties. But there's actually an add-on to that rule that no one ever mentions, Yeah. right? It's not just you've got to get to age 59 and a half. You have to be at age 59 and a half, and the account has to have been open for five years to avoid the the uh, penalties. Even even that though is simple, but it's but I think the
1: rule is even more complicated than that. You have to have an IRA open. Roth IRA. Roth IRA yeah. open for at least five years. Not just this specific account. You could open a Roth IRA right now, wait for five years, and then you're done. You've you've met that test. It doesn't need to be that specific account. So mm-hmm. yes, it is it is confusing. We often do cite this simplified version because yeah, yeah you, you'd expect that you'd have a Roth IRA open for at least five years. But as we even pull back the layers of this onion even more, you're going to realize, yeah, I better get that done.
3: Well, we're often talking about Roth IRA being so powerful for young people. If you're at the beginning of your career and you have literally decades that you could be contributing to this account, it's so powerful that that growth can accumulate without ever being taxed. So, of course, if you've got decades, then you're going to more than satisfy the five-year rule. But... The, the Roth IRA can be an amazing tool for those who are approaching the end of their career as well. And you want to really have this on your radar screen, something that you're considering beginning to use within five years of your preferred retirement date. All right,
1: so here's the wrinkle. You guys thought that was the wrinkle. Here's the wrinkle. <laughs> Everything that Josh just said, Kevin just said, that's the Roth IRA. Surely, yes, surely, if you have a roth 401k and you're putting money into the roth 401k then you meet that five-year rule right let me give you an example you start working and you're saving into that roth 401k roth 401k roth 401k and then you are ready to retire and you roll just like i think 99 people out of 100 you roll that money from your 401k over to Your IRA, so you move your Roth 401k to a Roth IRA, start pulling money out. Nope, you have not had
3: a Roth IRA for five years. Exactly. And, you know, even that concept that, most people do not leave the money in their 401k at work when they retire. It is um, it, There's all kinds of reasons for why people would roll money over to an IRA. They have more flexibility on the investments, easier uh, method of um, taking those distributions and everything. But as you just said, when you do a rollover from a Roth 401k, to a Roth IRA, you're beginning, potentially, a new five-year period of time. And you may not wanna be waiting five years to start taking those distributions. You may be subjecting yourself to unnecessary penalties because you just didn't realize that this this trap existed.
2: So there are ways, and, and th- the only thing that I would add to the, the other wrinkle, when you think about this with a Roth IRA, if I put money in, let's call that my basis, I can withdraw my basis at any time totally tax-free because I put after-tax money in, so I pull it out tax-free. It's the earnings that we're, we are concerned about. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you look at this... Um, People say, well, can I use the Roth IRA as this tool? This is a great tool. Can I use it? There are some income constraints on whether or not I can use it. And so there are um, not everyone necessarily qualifies to do a a Roth IRA. So you really, again, Mike says work with a a financial planner. Make sure they're (laughs) certified. Make sure they work in the six areas of CFP and they've got a a good handle on the tax planning. but also this technical side of it, because there are lots of different ways to do it. I think of the situation with the client who's an incredibly high income, they don't qualify to make a contribution to a Roth IRA, but they've got the Roth IRA in their 401k, so they don't have a Roth IRA outside, and you say, well, start one. Mm -hmm. Well if you can't contribute to a Roth IRA outside, how do you start it? Well, there, there's lots of kind of uh, creative ways to do it. One way to do it is to look at your plan and see, can I do an in-service withdrawal? Mm-hmm. Can I roll money out of my plan and, and get that,
1: that clock started ticking? Well, I mean, so, so that is, so what's the, what's the prevention mechanism here? And the prevention mechanism is to start that five-year clock right now for your Roth IRA. If you don't have a Roth IRA, even if you've looked and said, you know what, I actually am working with a certified financial planner, and we're doing comprehensive financial planning, so I'm good, and I'm funding everything pre-tax, I would take 50 bucks and put it into a Roth IRA, if you're allowed to, if you're eligible, which hopefully you are, I would at least get 50 bucks into that Roth IRA,
3: so you get that account open and start that five-year rule. And if you're not sure whether or not you are eligible for a Roth 401k, Not every 401k plan out there has added this relatively new feature. It's something that your employer has to build into the plan for you at work. But if if you're not sure, then it it may be uh, one of your best uh, action items come Monday morning to contact your human resource manager, contact uh, your supervisor, find out whether or not this feature is available and uh, whether or not you should maybe begin considering using it moving forward. I mean, yeah, that's the
1: thing. that The takeaway here is not avoid this Roth 401k and avoid Roth IRAs because this five-year rule is confusing. And these guys tried to explain it, and <laughs> they didn't do a great job. <laughs> so, no, it's not to avoid it. It's actually to use it, but then be aware of these rules and so on. We're actually going to spend a couple minutes then talking about, well, hey, here are some clear-cut examples and circumstances where you would want to use the Roth IRA and 401k, and then even a couple where you might not want to. So we've got a lot more to come here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group
0: This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group
1: Is the Roth 401k such a great tool or does there
0: are
1: there some tax traps you need to be aware of? before jumping headlong into it. Actually, we shared a tax trap that was, um, boy, quite alarming. Not a lot of people know it. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a few moments. Thanks for being with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Thank you to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern & Keene, now South Bank Legal, as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the content of today's show. Thank you very much. In a few moments, we're going to be getting to your questions. Thanks for submitting them, and thanks for your patience. If you have questions, give us a call. Send us a text, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000 online, wisemoneyradio.com, and then social media, just search wise money Show, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe to it and so on so that you get all of that content and never miss a thing. Okay, so we were sharing that there is this unique five-year rule when it comes to withdrawing dollars from your Roth IRA, and there's even a five-year rule when you're doing withdrawing dollars from Roth conversions, which maybe that's a whole nother show. This gets really, really technical. And it turns out that this obscure five-year rule is not immediately for a Roth IRA is not satisfied by a Roth 401k. So you've got to make sure that you open up a Roth IRA, even if you just put $25 in, or $50 in it, you've got to be eligible, but get that thing open. Because really all you need is a Roth IRA open for at least five years, and then you're good. You're good with this rule forever. And so, get that started now. So, with all these complexities and concerns, is the message that you shouldn't be using a Roth 401k or Roth hiring? No, a- absolutely not. You just need to have a Sherpa. You need to have a guide. Let's talk about some circumstances, some very clear ones. Don't make these des- decisions in a vacuum outside of the context of all six areas of your financial life, but what are some circumstances where you definitely say, you got to consider the Roth 401k. You should be using it. And before we do that,
2: can I just
1: add- I knew you were going there. I knew
2: exactly I could just show it. You know, I, could I it. can't help <laughs> it because I'm thinking about the-, the The person listening right now saying, okay, so it sounds like I have a choice between doing a Roth IRA and a Roth 401k. That is actually not your choice. You have, think of this, you have a coupon every year. You can put in in the 2019 limits, or you can do an IRA. You can do an IRA IRA or a Roth IRA, when you can put $6,000 in. If you're 50 plus, you can add another 1,000 to that. So your IRA slash Roth IRA limits for 2019 are $7,000. And then in addition to that, if you work for an employer and they have a a retirement plan, you can just, I'm going to keep it simple and say it's a 401k, you can put $19,000 in that. And you can do those as traditional contributions or you can do those as Roth contributions. If you're 50 plus, you can do another 6,000. So numbers don't work very well on the radio. Just think, my IRA, I can put... Six to seven thousand in my 401k, I can put 19 to 25 in, and yes, you can do both of those. And yes, in spite of income limits, with a little creativity, if your situation allows for it, and most people's does, you can actually fund a Roth IRA if you exceed the income limits.
3: Yeah, it's amazing when you think back over the past 10 or 15 years how how big the contribution limits have gotten on these retirement plans i mean 2 grand right i think the government has recognized that there is a retirement crisis in this country people are not prepared they don't have enough saved and so we've been given the opportunity to set aside more money than ever into these tax advantaged accounts and we've been uh, we've been highlighting the roth ira today and the roth 401k because of some of the unique features that they have, but there's some traps that we were unpacking in the prior segment. I think, when I think of a Roth account, either type, Roth 401k or Roth IRA, my mind naturally goes to younger people. Because the longer that you can use this tool, the longer that the money can be out of the reach of the government and growing in some sort of investment portfolio that you've built, tax free mm. it is just amazing and to me the 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 power is in the length of time that you have the money set aside uh, by way of an analogy if if i were to give you a pair of round trip first class tickets to anywhere in the world okay you can go you can fly anywhere from any airport to any other airport and back again you would probably pick some sort of long flight. like you're, you're probably thinking Hawaii or Fiji or Australia, somewhere far away. You're not going to use those tickets to fly from South Bend to Detroit, right? Chicago. Chicago, even shorter, right? So the, the value of those free tickets that I gave you is in being able to enjoy the flight in a better setting than you would have in coach, right? Never enjoyed a flight. Never, just, just <laughs> Because you've never speaking. flown first class, Mike. <laughs> Neither have I, actually. I'm, I'm just imagining what the people at the front of the plane enjoy. But here's the thing. The longer you let your dollars fly for free... The longer that it stays in a Roth IRA, the more powerful it really becomes in your life. So think long, think long on these dollars. Great analogy, Josh, and and you know, we're talking about this five-year rule, but, I mean, the benefit
1: is on how long you have those dollars growing tax-free. So that is why when you talk about the Roth um, benefits, you rarely mention this five-year rule, because yeah, you're gonna have it for longer than five years, you want this money to grow tax-free. Right, so think about this, what the practical
2: application here is, if you have children or grandchildren that are working in the summer and and maybe they made twelve hundred bucks for the entire year, and you, a lot of times people think, well, if my um, child or grandchild made twelve hundred bucks in the summer, they have they would have to put that per, those particular dollars into a Roth IRA. Well, the reality is you could start up a Roth IRA uh, for the benefit. Of your child or grandchild, and put a thousand bucks in the plan, and now they're started. So a lot of times, what we encourage clients to do is, if they have a couple extra bucks laying around and they're so inclined, to get that started for their uh, children, grandchildren. You, it's never too early to get a Roth that Roth IRA started. But if you're in your fifties and you don't yet have one. It's time to,
1: to get yeah. planning. The other circumstance that I think of, so, so the first thought that you had, Josh, was age, and the second thought that I thought, or the second Thought I had was tax bracket. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times you got to move the needle as to pre tax or raw, depending on your current tax bracket. Now, that's all changed, and and I don't think the three of us are totally, totally uh, in agreement on this. It's certainly circumstantial, but uh, what was two years ago the tax rates, they're now a little bit lower. And so right now, the 24% tax bracket seems high because you got to get through the 10 and the 12 and the 22. And then the 24, that seems high. A couple years ago, you'd say, "Hmm, no, 24, that's better than 25. Mm -hmm. And so that's pretty low. And so knowing at what tax bracket for your situation you should be using Roth versus pre-tax, that is a crucial decision that is found at the kind of the the um intersection of all areas of your financial life.
2: Yeah, if you look at tax brackets today it starts at 10% federally starts at 10% it goes 10, 12, 22 and I remember back in the day when the Roth IRA contribution limit was $2,000 and the tax brackets w- w- started at 15 and went to 28%. Mm-hmm. And it, it, for a married couple, it was at about $40,000 that went to 28%. So people were saying, well, hey, pay taxes on the money now and get it in your Roth IRA because what do you know for sure is going to happen 20 years from now? 20 years from now, tax rates are probably going to be double. Well, here we are 20 years later and they're half.
1: <laughs> That's true. And we're, we're adding to our debt about a trillion dollars a year. Right, so so if you meant it back then, now we really <laughs> yeah, mean that's it. That's right. It'll just be like double. In, just like interest rates, they will have to go up from here, right? Right. They've and
2: and, and we've been saying since two thousand six,
1: interest rates are growing up. Interest rates are growing up. The the uh, the broken clock is right twice a day. So, but ultimately, you've got to make a decision based on your financial life. This isn't one where you're talking to your colleague at the water cooler and they're saying, "Well, I'm using a Roth," and you say, "Oh, well, I I should be too. Actually, that must be a good idea." It's got to be based on your financial plan and your specific situation. So we've got, uh, we've got to talk about, well, other times when you definitely should not use a Roth. We've got that and your questions coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. All right, how does it work
1: if you are drawing Social Security and you want to work a little bit on the side, part time? Does that mess with your Social Security? Does it? Uh, are you penalized? We're going to talk about that. That was a great question. Texted into us recently. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks so much for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard, coming to you from the KFT Studios with my friends and business partners Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you're watching on YouTube right now, Kevin's just flexing right there (laughs) saying yes. All right. Hey, thanks to Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies as well as Diane Bennett and her Inspired Homes team serving Indiana and Michigan. Reach out to them if you have any needs. If you have any questions, we're going to jump into those in just a second. A couple of the first ones were were texted in. You can text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574 And uh, I'd encourage you, put your name and your age and maybe where you live at the beginning of that message so that we can identify it. Um. And paying it back to you. Online, wisemoneyradio.com, also wisemoneyblog.com to catch up on content that way. And then social media, just search Wise Money Show. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, subscribe to it, and you'll get all the content delivered right to you there. We are wrapping up a, a kind of complicated um, discussion about the Roth IRA. The Roth IRA, great, great idea in a vacuum. It has some complexities to it though. And so still don't be concerned by those don't shy away from the Roth IRA, Roth 401k because of these complexities. Just be using that in the context of your overall financial plan. Just a couple of things we'd want to point out as to when you wouldn't want to use the Roth. There's another really big personality on the radio talking about finances, who basically, you listen to him, and it's like the Roth IRA can do no wrong. You'd be an idiot not to use it, and he might call you that, actually. Um, <laughs> but it's based on your financial plan. So, guys, uh, what what's an area or two or a time or two when you'd say, no, I, I would not use the Roth? Uh,
3: you know, a scenario may be if you are getting ready to send kids off to college, and the, the beauty of the Roth IRA is that it grows tax-free. However, when you make your contributions, it doesn't save you any taxes. It doesn't help lower your income. And maybe uh, lowering your income using a traditional account could help you qualify for financial aid. So you need to pay attention not just to your tax picture, but maybe other areas of your financial life like preparing for the college years. I thought you were going to say there
1: are some tax credits that are based off of your adjusted gross income, Mm -hmm. the number that used to be at the bottom of your first page of your tax return, but now I have no idea where it is. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, But some of the tax credits, especially these very valuable college credits, are based off of that adjusted gross income number. Your Roth contributions, or your Roth 401k, Contributions do not reduce that number, and if you need to reduce that number to get some of these tax goodies, you should use pre-tax.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and the other situation is if you're in a really high tax bracket today, and you anticipate being in a lower tax bracket in the future. And as we said in the last segment, that was that used to be foolish. Talk, right? There's no way you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. No, actually, a lot of people, if you're a married couple, married filing jointly, you can have about a hundred grand of taxable income and not get out of the 12% tax bracket. Mm -hmm. So that's where you really want to have a tax. Plan. I was just uh, meeting with a client and talking to them about who does your tax planning. And almost inevitably, whenever that question is asked, they tell me the name of the person who's preparing their tax return. And I say, well, okay, so that person prepares your tax return. Do they help you with tax planning? And it was interesting because this guy's a business owner. He said, well... If I ask questions, they'll answer them for me. And I said, well, that sounds like planning, but um, it might not be. Um, And maybe what you want to do, because you're in your 60s, is look at how you're going to dispose of the business and the real estate and the other assets and have a tax projection between now and the rest of your life so you know what it looks like. And that's in the context of that, that's when you decide, should it be a Roth 401k, should it be a Roth IRA. So you really want to be making these decisions in the context of your plan, not just making them in a vacuum. Cuz right. in a vacuum, any any bald-headed person can get on the radio and say, you, well, you, that's stupid. You,
1: you, you're stupid. You should. So um, you should have... Uh, so anyway. If you need some help, you need to reach out to your certified financial planner who's doing comprehensive financial planning. If you don't have one, if you just have someone that's given investment advice or you're not... Um, you don't have a relationship, by all means, you can contact us. We'd love to help. You can find us uh, online, wisemoneyradio.com, um, or if you're in the in in the market for a CFp and um, and you just want to look at your option to you go to cfpnetcom I believe search the Cfp website so all right let's uh, let's dive in some listener questions here we've got a few I told you the first couple were texted in unfortunately no names and and locations here so the first one that was texted in um, here's here's the question if we are retired and we've begun drawing Social Security. Can we earn extra
3: money on the side so that we can leave the rest of our retirement nest egg alone? Yeah, the quick answer is yes, you can go earn a paycheck even after you've started drawing Social Security. However, there could be a trap here depending on how old you are, right? So if you are under your full retirement age, and this is a different age depending on when you were born, somewhere between sixty-five and sixty-seven these days, most people it's sixty-six to sixty-seven. Um, but prior generations, it was earlier. Mm. If you are if you are under full retirement age, then you are now limited on how much you can earn in paycheck money. And that dollar amount has gone up a little bit uh, each year. It's seventeen thousand six hundred and forty bucks per year.
2: And I, I want you to, I want to just tweak what Josh said a little bit. You are not limited on how much you can earn. You, you can, you can earn an unlimited amount of money. The first seventeen thousand six hundred and forty dollars. Is not going to affect how your Social Security is taxed.
3: That's right. But if you, but no, no, no you said that wrong. I'm going <laughs> to tweak what Kevin is tweaking here. I <laughs> oh, love it. This, <laughs> The first $17,640 is the limit on how much you can earn before the government will start chipping away at your Social Security benefits. That's exactly what I said. Penalizing so, it, not so, taxing it.
2: Okay, so it, let's make a, a simple and easy scenario. I'm retired, my wife's retired, we're 62, and we we're both drawing Social Security. We earned, as a household, 27640 So we earned exactly $10,000 above that limit what the government's going to do is take back a dollar for every two above that that we earned. So they're gonna take back $5,000 of... Your Social Security uh, benefit. Of Social Security benefit. So I look at that and and people will say, well, then I shouldn't make that money, right? I'm like, no, make that money. You have that money, you, you have the money that you made. They're not taking back any of the money that you made. You have the money, take the money and and so and if you think you're going to consistently earn well above the 17640 limit and you're 62 or 63 or 64 then you might you can actually stop your social security benefit. So, I would keep that in mind. What we what we would encourage people to do is wait as long as you possibly can to start drawing social security. And what you want to know is the year that you turn the the year in which you reach full retirement age for social security. You want to be aware of that. And if you're beyond the year in which you turned, uh, full Social Security retirement age, you can earn an unlimited amount of money and have your Social Security be yeah, that that, that full that?
3: retirement age that I was referring to is an important age because it changes, uh, it takes away the the limitations on your income earning ability. You can earn as much as you want starting full retirement age and beyond. So mm-hmm. um, it, keep, keep working and don't start drawing your Social Security too early if you're going to still be earning high income because you're gonna, they're gonna chip away at that benefit. And the longer that you delay your Social Security benefits anyway, you're getting rewarded 8% a year for, for waiting.
1: Yeah, there's a couple things you need to be aware of. Is your Social Security taxable? And then is it penalized? Those are two different things. They, yeah, they sure feel like the same, same thing, but uh, that's you. Again, you, you need you need planning for that. And there's also just one other honorable mention: the year in which you start drawing your Social Security, if it's before your full retirement age, that annual income limit turns into a monthly income limit. So just be aware of that. Hey, what if you own a small business? You're running out of your house. At what level does it become taxable? When can you take that home office deduction? We've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial group
0: This is Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group.
1: Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, coming to you from the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group in the KFG studios. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Do me a favor if you are listening right now on podcast or on the YouTube channel, what I'd like you to do is subscribe to it if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe to it on YouTube. It's hit that little that little bell, that subscription and that way every time there's a new episode that's, that's posted or any other content that's posted that it immediately goes to you and you say, yep, I, I'm completely up to speed and I can easily share this information with others. Same thing on the podcast. Um, the feedback that we're getting, more and more people are listening to to podcast and to the show on podcast. Thank you very much. But there, I know are lots of other people that are looking for uh, wise financial habits. And so if you can subscribe to the show and then rate this show that will help others find it as well. That helps us. Um, you can catch up on all previous episodes right there, both of those ways, on the podcast, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, search Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group, or on the YouTube channel, just search Wise Money Show. And you can also catch up on every previous episode right there on the website, wisemoneyradio.com. All right, we are wrapping up a question uh, that was texted in that said, "Hey, if I've already begun my Social Security, can I, can I keep working, making extra money, so I can leave my retirement nest egg alone?" And we 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 should be done with this, but I just I've got to get on a soapbox here. I was driving around in my car and I'm listening to my favorite radio station, and uh, I heard another financial professional on the air talking about how they can help you draw, make, avoid the mistake, so that you draw Social Security as soon as you possibly can and not waste hundreds of thousands of dollars. And guys, I almost drove my car off the road. (laughs) (laughs) I almost did. To me, just being, we've got this show, we are not, we are financial planners, we are not radio show people. But we have an outlet here, and I say that gives us a a stewardship responsibility to give great guidance. And I heard this individual saying, well, that's exactly what the public wants to hear, even though it's a flat-out lie. That's what the public wants to hear, so they're gonna spin that and say, that is the best thing for you, and see, I told you, so call us. Guys, that's a blatant mistake. What Kevin and Josh said earlier is, listen, if, if you're unsure about when to retire and whether you really will be satisfied being done with work but you're done and you just think well i have to go draw social security just wait just wait then sit down with your certified financial planner make sure you're making the best decision because each year that you do wait that social security can grow will grow for you and um it's a it can be significantly higher over your lifetime but that's not a uh, blanket recommendation either. It's got to be based on your personal financial situation. Anything you guys would add in there?
2: Well, it's just it's one of the biggest financial decisions you'll ever make in your lifetime, and the only way to know whether you made ultimately the right decision will be in hindsight right you 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 cannot know uh on on your way into this decision whether it's the right one or not so you have to assemble get the right fact pattern and make the best possible decision and that is that's where we really encourage people listen there are 10,000 baby boomers are going to turn 65 today there are a ton of baby boomers and some of them are going to be seeking financial wisdom. There, there is a, a well-worn path to the door of certified financial planners who provide financial wisdom. So I would get my spot in line now and get the plan going. Get the plan going more than three months before you need to implement it, right? Get it going years in advance of when you need to implement it.
3: Okay. I want to get your opinion on another concept. It's all related to the same question um, because this person who texted in their question, they said, should we start our social security um, so that we can leave our retirement money alone? Or, or should we keep on working while drawing social security so we don't have to dip into our retirement assets? And that's an interesting question Um A part of me thinks that it also has to do with uh, what's going on in the markets or in your portfolio, because there may Mm -hmm. be a time when drawing Social Security early or continuing to work while drawing Social Security, um, maybe that allows you to postpone uh, dipping into investments that happen to be at depressed levels at that time. So some of this has to do with just the timing of as you're approaching uh, your retirement goal, what's going on around you? What's the context that you're making this decision in as well?
2: Yeah, and, and I would say what it has to do with is what you did 20 or 30 years earlier. Like we talked about the Roth IRA at the beginning of the show, having built in tax diversification into my portfolio where I can I can create the, the cocktail of retirement income that just absolutely maximizes my my uh, income tax situation and puts me in the best position to pay as much in taxes as I can at the lowest possible rate and possibly
1: not have to draw Social Security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need to move on. Does it matter? Here's the next question that was texted in. Does it matter how much I make from my sewing business for tax reporting purposes? In other words, is there a threshold that I need to exceed before I need to start counting this income on my taxes? That's a great question. It continues. And when I do start counting it, what can I write off? Finally, if I have a sewing room dedicated in my house to this side business, but I also use it for my own personal sewing, am I allowed to use a home office tax deduction? Whew, lots of questions. They're great yeah. stuff. I, I, I hope we have time to um, you know, pull the thread on this one and, and unravel it. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Kevin, that, I just took the a joke. Kevinism.
1: I took the I joke believe. out of He's speechless because he was going to make some sort of reference
2: there. I, I was not, and, <laughs> and you always needle me about that stuff, and I'm thinking, why is that?
3: Wow. Okay. So, Joshy, do you want to start? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, often we get this question more on... Uh, from a different perspective, it, many times people start a hobby business that they start doing for friends and family. They start earning some income, and they often have more expenses than they have income coming in. And so, they're actually uh, on their tax return, it would show up as a loss. They actually want to say, no, 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 this, this isn't a hobby. This is a business,
1: and because they want, they want the loss.
3: Exactly. But you know, the government's kind of on to that, and they really don't want you just perpetually showing a loss on your tax return because they're going to deem it to not be a true business that exists for the purpose of creating a profit. And, you know, and I'm not, I don't
1: have those exact rules right in front of me, but I think it's, you've got to, if it's, if it's a side business, a side (laughs) hustle, then you've got to make, you've got to show a tax profit within three years. And if it's an actual business you're running and you haven't shown a profit in those three years, then you kind of need to prove that, nope, this is a business that I'm running for profit and my intent is to make money. So I think that is probably the first um, question you need to ask yourself. Is this, yeah, you might be calling it a business and, and selling some things, but is this really a hobby? Mm-hmm. And that would be the first thing. If it if, if you're saying no, it's it's a it's a business and I am making some money at it, then technically, yeah, you've got to report that. There isn't a right. threshold where it's like, well, once you make over ten grand, you've got to report it. No, you've got to be reporting that. And then, like we've said, you then get to deduct your supplies and the other expenses related to you running that business.
3: Yeah, and one of the deductions or the write-offs that you're able to take is the one that was referenced here. It has to do with the business use of your home. And uh, what a lot of people uh, may or may not know is that you, you have the ability to carve out a certain portion of your house and dedicate it to a home office or some sort of assembly area. And as long as you use it exclusively for the business, then you can take a deduction on your tax return. So you basically calculate what portion of my home am I using and uh, based on that portion, you get to write off things like your utility bills and your real estate taxes and things like that. And there is a
2: simple, There is a simplified deduction where you can uh, deduct 300 square feet at $5 a square foot. So talk to your tax
1: planner and do planning. You do because you're using this same space for personal sewing. And right. to me, that means it's not eligible. But mm-hmm. I'd want you to talk to your tax planner and the person, the CPA who's preparing your taxes. Great questions. I, I, I hope that that was helpful thank you so much for listening today that's all the time we have for today if you're again listening on youtube or podcast be sure to subscribe it like it share it rate it all that sort of stuff thanks folks on behalf of josh gregory kevin corhorn and the rest of us at corhorn financial group have a great weekend we'll see you next saturday for wise money with corhorn financial group
0: Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management LLC. Doing business has Corehorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.